January 27th, 2017. I'm standing in a pretty boring looking building in a line full of, let's be honest, it was kind of like like Ivy League nerd types, you know. It's like it's not at all what you expect it to be from the movies. In the movies, you know, you're expecting it to be like a bunch of like, you know, paramilitary ninjas, whatever, maybe super sexy ones or something like that. But it's like a, it's a bunch of like Ivy League nerds with like a combed over decent looking haircut and some mediocre clothes who just aren't really very cool, right? And it's maybe the most nervous I'd been at any point in my life. I slept maybe like three hours the night before because I've been working really hard to get here for like seven years. And at this point, I mean, I, I spoke four languages. Uh, I wasn't, you know, like the best, best language speaker. My Arabic was probably about as good as you're going to get for a foreigner who speaks Arabic. Now, I have a couple of friends who were probably better than me at languages in general. They were able to get a little bit more of a native level than I was with languages. Those friends shall remain anonymous. There are no names in these life lessons episodes. That's a rule. But anyway, like I was very good at languages. My Arabic was phenomenal for a non-native speaker. And I told myself that the reason that I was there is because I wanted to serve my country. Which, yes, I did in a certain way. But that wasn't even really like the main motivation. Like the main reason I wanted to be there is because I wanted to prove myself, or at least to myself, if that makes sense, like to prove myself to myself. Because, see, I grew up as kind of an, an insecure kid for a lot of reasons. First, it was like just, you know, not being strong enough and athletic enough in sports, not being manly enough. You know, you can figure out what that means. <laughs> you can You can interpret that in whatever way you want. But not being strong enough and athletic enough, not being tough enough, not being enough of a, a man as a young man, also not being very street smart because I was always someone who was fairly book smart in school but not very street smart and you know this is a place where I'm like okay I'm going to be able to prove to myself that I can be all of these things right I can be physically tough I can be mentally tough I can be I can be street smart I'm going to have to be if I'm going to succeed and um and it's funny because it was also a combination of uh of me reading like <laughs> like these uh these books these Mitch Rap books um if you've ever well Long story short, Vince Flynn is an author who passed away um, maybe like 10 years ago now. Uh, but he wrote these books about uh, this guy named Mitch Rapp, who was like a CIA deep cover operative. And I like read these books, you know, when I was 20, 21 years old, pretty much thinking like I could be like the next version of him, you know, like basically thinking that I could be like a fictional character, you know, like like most kids are done trying to be superheroes by the time they're like 10. They like realize, okay, yeah, that's that's not real. It's not realistic. But me at like 21, I'm like still doing that, right? So anyway, I'd read all these books and like I really wanted to be here. I really wanted to be in this position that I was in on January 27th, 2017, where I was in the process to work for the CIA. And it's, it's really funny that I wanted to to do that. Like I wanted to work in something where basically everybody is a professional liar to a certain extent. When like now, especially now that I've gone down a path of like more self-discovery over the past, well, seven years almost since then, like lying just goes totally against my like natural principles, instincts. I mean, everybody knows that, you know, lying is bad, so to speak, but 
for me, it's just, it's not even a part of who I am at all. I'm just, I'm not a good liar. It goes against my principles. Um, and it's really funny how like, that's actually what I wanted to do for work at that time. That's what I wanted to dedicate myself towards is being a, essentially a professional liar. Anyway, um, and it's funny because people have always like asked me over the years since then, like I've, I've probably gotten asked at least five, maybe, maybe 10 times randomly, oftentimes in not the best situations, to be honest, foreign countries and stuff, if I work for the CIA. And it's like, it's like obvious too, especially when you know, know like a bit about my background, it's like, it would be assumed, you know, like, of course, like, oh, this random white kid from Apple Valley, Minnesota, who speaks really good Arabic, like, <laughs> yeah, like, obviously, like, that's probably what it's about, you know, like, it's, it's an obvious question people will ask. Um, but I never, I've never actually worked for them. And I have mixed feelings about the organization at this point. But anyway, so here we are. It's my second polygraph in two days. The first one the day before didn't go well for reasons that I don't really understand. And the first one was with a different person administrating it. So the polygraph, the lie detector test. Okay. Now, you know, and as you're probably familiar with from movies, books, and things like that, you know, the lie detector test is, it's a polygraph test. It's, you know, they ask you a bunch of questions on whatever it may be, and then based on your your physiological responses, the way you're, you're breathing, you know, everything, the way your body responds to it, and then the person observing you, they can tell whether or not you're lying, supposedly. And um, so anyway, we sit down in there, and I you know, sign on the paper where it says that I won't share the results of this polygraph with anyone, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> um, well, maybe we should like define won't share the results. <laughs> okay, so, well, here's the thing. If the CIA ever listens to this episode, I mean, like, are you really going to be mad at me at this point? And plus, like, you have to define share the results. I'm really not sh- I don't know. I mean, am I sharing the specific results? I don't know. We'll, we'll come to that. Am I sharing the specific results? But, like, are you really going to care at this point? Like, what are you going to do, CIA? Are you going to, like, send some people after me? You already did that once. Like, I thought we were good now, right? Okay, more on that in a later episode. Anyway, so, sign the paper. says I won't share the results. And then it's hilarious because... <clears throat> I mean, none of it was funny at the time, but looking back on it now, it's all kind of hilarious. Um, so in comes the person that's going to administer the polygraph today. You know, the first one was just like some random dude who was like, you know, ex-military, who's maybe like 40, 45 years old, whatever. And this time, this woman comes in and she's maybe early 30s and she's smoking hot. It's un- It was unbelievable, like gorgeous face, hot body. I'm like, you have got to be kidding me <laughs> like there's me i'm sitting there i'm a 27 year old single guy i mean she had a ring on you know she's married but you know like whatever i mean it, either way like i am just like oh my god this is one of the hottest women i have seen in my life and it's it's really weird because i'm so i was so nervous in there for you know the polygraph <laughs> I'm, I'm like more nervous than i've been in my life but it's funny how the male brain can be sexual even in the most nervous, anxious moments. Like, I'm, I switched into that mode. I'm like, God, she's so hot. And it was funny because I'm sitting there thinking, like, 
should I like confess to her that I'm feeling this? Like they, they give you some, a couple moments before you start to like to say anything, you know, <laughs> you know, like to, do you have anything that you want to say beforehand about how you're feeling? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm almost like, should I like say, Hey, by the way, I think you're freaking like a 10 out of 10 and I wish you didn't have the ring on your finger. Like, but then I'm like, no, just, yeah, no, I don't even need to say anything. It doesn't matter. Like it's not going to like make a, a difference it doesn't matter right and i'm like yeah that would probably just be like unprofessional no just just don't say anything i mean i guess in hindsight like me being unprofessional about that saying hey i think you're really hot probably still would have been better than the hostile ending we had to the session <laughs> but anyway so i didn't say anything about how hot she was so we do it <clears throat> and i don't mean we had sex i mean we do it we do the polygraph i think that it goes better this time, the second day. <clears throat> so then she goes in, into to QC or QA quality, you know, whatever they call it. Comes back, sits down, she takes a deep breath, she starts telling me the results. And it would change my life forever. And that's when I realized that these lie detectors, these polygraphs, and even, you know, professionals who who detect lies for a living with tools like a polygraph are not always correct. More on that in a later episode. I'll never know if the result of the polygraph itself was the true issue or if my reaction to her telling me the result was worse. Like, like what negatively affected me more? I, I don't know. I'll, I'll probably never know that. But what I want you to understand from listening to this is part of the reason, see, the way I see it now is that probably, probably a big part of the reason that this opportunity for me with the CIA never worked out is because my motives were not, were not true and correct. My motives were too selfish. My motives were that I want to work for this organization because I want to prove to myself that I can be a tough guy or a smart guy or a whatever. Like, yeah, I kept telling myself in the back of my head, oh, yeah, I want to I wanna do it because I want to serve my country, blah, 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 blah. Yes, sure, a small, there's an element of patriotism there. There's an element of wanting to serve my country and everything. But really, the root of it is because I was an insecure young man and I wanted to prove something to myself and maybe to others, but mostly to myself. And see... While this episode is about a lie detector, the physical machine and the process, the polygraph exam, what this is really about is <clears throat> how life is sort of like a like a lie detector. Like you, you know, whatever your religious beliefs are, I personally do believe in karma in this world. Karma and the universe itself tends to be a lie detector of sorts. Karma tends to come back to bite us when we lie to other people and perhaps even more importantly when we lie to ourselves about our true intentions. Remember that. Talk again soon. Love y'all. Peace.